but you just need to be consistent, uh, put more execution, not just researches, <laughs> you know, and like ideas, like more execution. And I, I did fail many, many times, even then in that presentation, like we built <clears throat> uh, one website, uh, I invested like a couple hundred K and it failed, you know, I built another website, we did something and it's failed. But out of every process, we got something good. You know, we built like tool that tracks backlinks, like that systemized the process of how I would prefer people building links for me with the right KPIs, you know, like, and like uh, we built outreach department, like that can build links uh, consistently and the links I want, not, you know, the one like people offer. So like every time you fail, it's, it's pretty good because you can get something valuable out of there, like, and use it as an advantage in the, in the, in the future. I'm John Wright, and you're listening to Affiliate BI, the business intelligence and affiliate marketing podcast brought to you by Statsgrid. So welcome to the Affiliate BI podcast. I got a special guest here, Victor Karpenko. Uh, he's the founder of SEO Profi and also LinkCheckr.pro. I'm going to pass it back to you, Victor, to tell us what you do your experience in SEO and everything you do in business. I basically run a SEO profi agency. It's about 200 people, SEO agency that just focused only on SEO. So like, it's like all, all in one SEO from like link building to content, to technical, to tools and whatever. And, uh, other half of my time, I, um, uh, invest in my own project and grow them and make money as an affiliate. Yeah. Awesome. So what, what is your story? How did you get into SEO and what drawn, what, what brought you in? Like, what was the intriguing thing? Yeah, I was, uh, it was like 2004, 2005. I don't even remember. Like, uh, so, uh, I was, um, buying domain names and I was selling them like on different like auction platforms. Uh, like local and .com, .org, .net. And uh, I wanted to sell more. <laughs> so I was like curious how to create a website. So I started my first website, like it was in Ukraine and I rank it like in three or four months for the keyword, like buy uh, domains and stuff. Uh, and that's how I started. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I noticed that you sp have uh, been a speaker at many SEO conferences and I just went through uh, my notes and I found the one from 2019 in Chiang Mai and I was looking through it. Um, the slide is from zero to a hundred thousand per month in the casino niche. And I wanted to ask about your process for building basic, like the spreadsheets and analyzing keywords and using the data and trying to find what the top ranking sites do, how to decompose it and basically create this low hanging fruit of what to target. So I'm wondering, is there something you do differently today? Like I know it's been a short period of time. But would this be the same recipe you would want to create? No, I, I think a lot of change. We grew like a bit, but I can't talk in, anymore about the numbers. So, I mean, it's good, but not good because <laughs> like uh, the conferences, people want like some meat, some like, you know, like a real life story. So, um, I would change definitely, uh, how I build the team, like, cause, uh, all this, uh, spreadsheets, data, whatever stuff. It's all about the process of the people that work for you. You know, if you have smart people that have uh, like, that they understand uh, yeah, enough and involved enough in this process, they will like get you good results, you know? So uh, from 
the point when I was doing this presentation, we've got pretty good results and we grew next year pretty good, but like, I definitely would build team a little bit in a different way, you know, just because with the right people, you can, you know, some people run, you know, like, cause SEO is not just like quick logging, low hanging fruit bread, you know, it's a marathon, you know, like you need to rank and to be there a consistent time to make a decent money. Right. So, so team is like number one priority. All other stuff is like, you know, it makes sense, uh, but this is the way you organize the process, you know? Yeah. And I guess it goes without saying, I mean, Matt uh, likes to have guests where they can share stories and even talk about the failures and not just kind of show that, Hey, in one month I made the success, but, um, you know, the, the common message I hear amongst a lot of SEOs is that exactly what you said, this is a marathon, this is not a sprint. And I think, uh, too many people go into the space, uh, wanting the lottery ticket, like they want to make all that money in the first month and it just doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, like you just need to be consistent, uh, put more execution not just researches, <laughs> you know, and like ideas, like more execution. And I, I did fail many, many times, even then in that presentation, like we built <clears throat> uh, one website, uh, I invested like a couple hundred K and it failed, you know, I built another website, we did something and it's failed, but out of every process, we got something good, you know, we built like tool that tracks backlinks, like that systemized the process of how I would prefer people building links for me with the right KPIs, you know, like, and like, uh, we build outreach department, like that can build links uh, uh, consistently and the links I want, not, you know, the one like people offer. So like every time you fail, it, it's, it's pretty good because you can get something valuable out of there, like, and use it as an advantage in the, in the, in the future. Exactly. I mean, that's just compound wins where you get that little edge and then you just keep compounding it over time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as someone who prides himself on being a data-driven SEO, can you share some compelling data stories that you felt were profound or things you've learned over the last short little while and said, wow, this has really changed my outlook or changed how I do business and SEO? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, there is, uh, that's why I stopped uh, writing the <laughs> newsletter. Like I, I will continue probably soon, but, uh, like, cause there are some, some things that you see and you want to use it like, you know, and not tell about this, but here's one thing I can tell you, which like can be like, wow, uh, for uh, su super like go for your audience, for the people, like, for example, people uh, looking for hidden links, but um, okay. Even the, if they found, they still need to replicate them. Right. People look for hidden red, redirects, but they need to see them. But here's the one time, a type of redirect link that people don't uh, use and even consider as a link. It's real canonical redirect. So let's say is an, uh, parasite SEO, right? You created an article, right? And you have this super trusted domain, I don't know, like with a 1000 reference domains, nice profile that already with the content and ranking like uh, top hundred for your money keywords, right? You post this, uh, parasite, uh, SEO article and you do rel canonical to this page without redirecting. So your rel canonical, uh, 
says uh, this is the right page. And uh, but if you find it, it's cool. But probably uh, the the problem is people don't find it because you also on your own domain that where you redirect, you do reverse DNS. So and clocking. So when the you will go and check, aha, uh -huh, let me see this rel canonical. It will show you the, the normal rel canonical. But for Google and all the IP network of Google, it will show that this article is actually uh, ranking. And then you like go into Ahrefs or whatever tool and see, wow, this article like kicks off. I should probably optimize my content and it will rank for sure. But you don't know about this. So this is like, um, the, this is great. And we, we find a lot of uh, things like this, but you know, we're, we use it like on our own projects because you need to analyze, see and implement. Yeah. It, it sounds kind of sneaky and it's very clever, but at the same time, you're right. I think it'd be very difficult for people to reverse engineer and discover what that is. You, you almost need to start looking at source code to find that rel canonical. You know, the public dubby, uh, I guess, uh, the service by code, it can find a lot of things, but even our, uh, hidden link finder can find URL canonicals, you know, so, uh, as long as you, we see it by analyzing the top and it was alert, you know, like, uh, so, uh, I mean, it wasn't like yesterday, right? Cause like people use it all the time, but this is the way just, just to see that there can be many, many other tricky things that you don't consider to your strategy and then you fail because you don't know what's actually going on. So the takeaway tip is get yourself a hidden link finder. No, it, it's not going to help. Just, just, just uh, you know, try to uh, correlate everything possible. You know, not, not just one like H1, H2, H3, or this table of contents or all of these elements or like the structure of the page or density or like partial keywords or whatever, this, like, you can do preserve SEO or other tools, you know, you know, like, or technical, you can do it one time. You just need to see everything. Is the offers right? Uh, do you have like ad advantage if you have review website? Does this website has, uh, um, like competitive advantage in offers? Uh, do they have like, now people talk about it. Okay. Uh, I do, uh, I personally do not believe in all this EAT thing. But when all your competitors in the top doing it, you also should do it just because it's a signal to Google, uh, come on. <laughs> so like, um, so my data driven SEO approach just to try to correlate any information possible. It's not just one thing. It's everything, you know, like. Yeah. And then it's up to you to kind of put the weights behind it and go, well, what is the contributing factor in? I guess at the end of the day, it's like when you start studying all that data, it's a lot of data, but it's up to you to make your own conclusion. But I think if you take a lot of the points, you're probably going to have success. And then whatever you don't have success with, just keep testing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just do with the sprints, like every, our like internal affiliate team, every week sprint, where, where we plan for a month, how we move, what do they need, where they need help and just do, 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 do the work, you know, like that's what, what helps. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably another podcast topic for another day about, uh, your systems and processes. 
I'm not the best in this. Uh, like our CEO is good, you know, <laughs> in the company, but like, I do understand like KPIs and dashboards that they should have in front of them, like every day, just to go to the main company goal, like what they need to achieve. Yeah. Uh, we talked previously where I, you know, we've been chatting for some months and I uh, wanted to get you some uh, interview questions to do on a blog post. And this is obviously for me to kind of uh, ask you like all these different SEO questions because our audience is affiliate marketers. And you basically look at the question said, maybe we can reframe them so they can help you. And then you gave me a story where you said, um, like you had this client that had high-end vacuum cleaners and you gave a story about how to kind of put a, a concept out there that's going to pull in traffic where it's not the intended traffic, but it's kind of like getting in front of people in the right way that's eventually going to be not only sending traffic eventually your way, but having it in a more profound way. And I'm just wondering, how, how are you able to replicate this? Or would you say this is like a case-by-case -case basis when you look at a company and go, okay, like how do you come up with these ideas? I mean, it's like, what do you, uh, what problem do you solve, right? Like, for example, if someone recovering websites, they just can't sell like, you know, SEO services. They need to show how they recover the website, like ways, what do you need to do to recover checklist in, uh, like if it relates to SEO, but like with his story is pretty good. Cause, um, I mean, no one wants vacuum cleaner for $12,000, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty expensive, but like, if you show how you can make money with this vacuum cleaner, show how you can uh, finance this vacuum cleaner and like uh, by doing car detailing or other stuff and rank uh, uh, like with the keyword how to start car detailing business and include this vacuum cleaner and say without this vacuum cleaner your business will fail you know so uh, it's like a product-led marketing like uh, look at the SEMrush uh, they bought Backlinko and rewrote the post that was their product they, they can solve this problem right so people who are newbies and they're searching some solution, like how to do this, they show that with the SEMrush and step-by-step, -step, HREF does the same, you, you know, how to check backlinks, how to do like technical, whatever. So you, and it's actually pretty cool because most of the people just target money, money keyword, but here is like, like for example, with the solar, uh, I showed, uh, example once. Uh, for example, you can do solar SEO company, right? The search volume is like 70. We, uh, we used to rank number one, like for the website, no leads at all. Right. Or you can, uh, what's actually business owner looking for? They looking for leads. They don't care what you do. They want to like more leads to make more business. Right. So you need to tell them how to generate solar leads for right. And just write down the process, like, and tell everything. Uh, how, like what will help them to achieve this goal. Right. And they're not going to do this in most cases. They, that's why like, you know, this articles work, but, uh, and you, 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 you rank this article, you like get some outreach to this article, you rank people come see, refer, and they are already like coming to you, uh, knowing what to As an affiliate marketer, you'll want to celebrate your first sale. Learn about a drop in clicks and revenue. Discover new brands. Be notified when programs close. See an increase in earnings per click. 
identify underperforming campaigns. Your affiliate programs won't tell you when these things happen, but we will. Whether good things are happening to your business or bad, we are here for you and we've got your back. Statsdrone is the number one affiliate CRM tool that helps you get your data, manage your biz with CRM tools, and analyze data with business intelligence. Visit statsdrone.com or find the link in the show notes. Do and they just want you to implement. And then what's the beauty of that with that strategy is there, it's not just leads, they are ready to buy. You've, you've done SEO at, a, at another level in my, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's well, uh, change. Yeah. But I will just add, it was a tool, I forgot the name, Google, maybe it's still there, where you can look 20 previous searches that uh, the user before they uh, used to Google your keyword, they've okay. done. Like, for example, some people that are looking for car insurance before they look for a uh, car price, like whatever stuff, and you can catch them there already, you know, like by creating articles, like related because you kind of see what they Googled before. Yeah, that would be very useful. We're going to definitely dig for that after this call. Okay. Uh, so yeah, changing gears. I want to ask like, how do you, how important do you think design and user experiences for SEO? Um, it's super important and we don't do, we, we mostly don't do not use templates. We do intent, uh, design answering design you know like it's not like um first we do the structure then the content and then design for this content i mean i know it can be complicated but if you take like because like your one of your tools um in i gaming industry right and um like you know it's hard to compete there like <laughs> yeah it's not easy <laughs> Yeah, and you need to find the way how you can be better than the top websites, right? So, like, and it's not like you go write uh, text with the surfers or other tools and you will be better. You need to find, like, uh, what, what users actually want, you know? Like, and uh, first we're trying to understand, like, the um, intent, what they are actually looking. Is it offline, online, or is it, uh, like, what, what they want to see? there and then like we're thinking about the design of the page but it's super important it's interesting like, like for example the biggest problem for in casino niche uh it's um on the page with the bonuses everyone put the same bonuses as for uh payment options or whatever like but you need to actually give a bonus uh, tell how much you need to deposit, uh, what the value you will get, in what slot you will play, and with what payment method you will deposit this. You know, like, if you, like, for example, bonus CA from Gambling.com, they just give clear, you know, like, uh, like, vision. Okay, I see. And they have really good conversion, and they're ranking way high. You're right, because, I mean, with them, like, when you go to some of those websites, you're not seeing a list of bonuses, which is almost standard. You're actually seeing, like, a field that says, what are you looking for? And it kind of, they, it, it's all about the intent. They, they set it up on a platter to say, you know, you're coming here for bonuses. I mean, whatever link you clicked on, or if it came from Google, you know, you're on a gambling bonus related website. And it's kind of like, well, what are you looking for? I put in a couple of data fields and we'll give you some in interaction. Correct. Correct. And this is the design, right? So you first need to understand what they want to see, right? What will make their life easier by coming on your page? 
click play or, or whatever review and they know where to click and they don't need to come back to to look for other offer because you already solved his problem you know i think the key takeaway here is uh focus on intent which is literally the same thing as design and let that be your driving force of the seo yep yeah awesome uh what are your thoughts on building seo dashboards using tools like looker studio um, and if you support it and how should users best configure this for their business? Um, I mean, like I, I, I do support it. Some of our teams, uh, have it like, you know, Google data studio, Google Looker studio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you can get like, uh, basic information from Google search console, from uh, Google analytics. I'm not sure, like, cause I. I do not use on my like small website analytics. I use Pivik. It's, I don't remember the current name. I know. And yeah, I remember Pivik. Uh, and, um, like you just like can create your like, um, main matrix that you want to see. Like for me, it's clicks, uh, like it's, uh, it doesn't show bounce rate, but like from search console clicks, uh, average position, like, uh, uh, keywords, like how many of them appear for a landing page and for the whole website. And overall, we, we, we take like, for example, from this week to next week, what changed, like, uh, if, especially when it's new website, you can't measure it with like big volume of traffic. You, you can measure, okay. It was like 200 keywords. Now it's 1000 keywords or whatever, uh, average position changed. Yes, we are doing the right thing, but. It's, it's many templates with this Looker Studio and like, it's up to you. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Looker Studio. Uh, I do my own dashboard where I have like main metrics for affiliate websites where it's, you know, like as a, an SEO in the morning, I want to see okay, how many FTDs I have, what's the revenue, uh, if it's, uh, if it's not because you already know how many FTDs you uh, on average should have, right? Like uh, if it's less, something went wrong, you go to the positions in snack next to a dashboard and then to the traffic. And then you, you kind of see what's going on, you know? Uh, so, and then uh, the third one is, uh, tasks, how the task flow goes. Cause without all this doesn't mix, doesn't matter. You know, you need to tell to like, I don't know rewrite or update pages, build links on them, like uh, improve them. And it's like, it's not just once it's all the time, like, you know, so. I'm, yeah, I'm taking notes here because it's, uh, we're looking at seeing if we want to build with our tools, like the same affiliate marketing data that you have of your, your FTDs, your clicks, your sales and go, do we want to export that out? So you can put it into Looker studio. We already have the API, so that's ready to go. Uh, but we're thinking about maybe doing it inward where maybe your analytics and your search console can be coming in. But it goes without saying, I think what you said is probably on point that everyone's situation is different, but maybe uh, your your one campaign is correlated to a single page. So you can actually look at that from a single data stream point of view. I feel like network uh, programs uh, hate this when you need to mark up your website and I don't know, like for one page, you have three different types of reference links. Then like for whole website, you have like hundred reference links for the same offer, <laughs> you know, like, but, uh, but it makes sense. Cause then you actually see where FTT came from, you know, like, so, and then like, here's also, I, I told about real canonical, really good, um, 
way to look what keywords actually convert. If you are like just starting, it's to start PPC. Even if the niche is uh, great, you still can start PPC. There are a lot of teams that can appear in any market. It doesn't matter. Like, um, and just with the postback, you get the data like of the uh, first time depositor, right? But you also get the data, which keyword converts after you spend some amount of money. And then you can focus only on these keywords by doing your SEO. It's a smart strategy, but I'm pretty sure everyone is not going to do that. Okay. It's, if you love data and if you're comfortable playing with these uh, advanced uh, link tracking tools, then um, these are definitely great ideas. Yeah. All right. So next question is, uh, it's like a, two parts. It's what do you think uh, data science and analytics is going to do for affiliate marketing? And then the same question for what it'll do for SEO. I mean, like help to understand what's going on faster. I think this is the main thing why you need to help. And so you can make important SEO or affiliate decision faster. So you can make more money faster, right? So you can see problems faster. So you can see improvement faster. That's the only thing that tool is supposed to give you. Like, for example, when I started my, like, uh, our internal tool, we're already doing almost one and a half year, but it's still like, I think it's just only beginning, you know? <laughs> so, but like before we were like wasting so much time on like routine things. Now, like we do this researches, like, I don't know, hundred times faster. This is the only advantage, you know, like if you did a uh, niche research, like, I don't know, faster, better with like right data, then you can implement it and you most likely will get some results, you know, like and faster than other guys that will be slow, you know, like they will think a lot, but while they were, they will think we already will try many, many times, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's what data-driven analytics tools should give you, you know? So they just help you, you know, to make your business efficient is SEO affiliate, doesn't matter. Uh, the, the next question I've got is kind of like a self-serving one for me. Like I'm, I'm curious to know it's, I like asking people what AI tools they use and chat GPT and what are the ways you're using it? Not just for pure SEO, but how you're, uh, trying to automate systems in your business and, you know, just try, try and improve your daily workflow. I do not. Wow. I mean, like, why do I need, uh, teams of smart people? use chat gpt if i can have teams of smart people that can use whatever tool they want you know like as long as they uh, do everything like right and like implement it and deliver right so my uh, of course i see like prompts uh, i talk uh, with seos where they show pretty good ideas but they are the one if for example product owner of the tool hears uh, this ideas they can implement it it's good. We have in our own tool, like you can generate like, uh, like a lot of stuff and it, it can even give you a conclusion about, uh, what do you need to do? But this chat GPT is not like something, you know, um, AI definitely helps and it, it's uh, probably undervalued right now, hundred percent. It's like, people just do not understand, but what, what I see, like we, we, 
we're getting better, better and better with our tools and just AI can just speed up some, you know, summaries, uh, according to our data that we have on the servers, you know, like what do we do? So, but I personally tried as everyone used, I don't know, for naming purposes, like find like brand names or whatever, uh, I stopped. Yeah. Cause I think what you're doing, that's probably different than a lot of people is, um, I think you've been focused more on the business intelligence aspect for a long time. Like you're, you're more focused on data. And I think when you do that, you're probably gaining more insights where you have those insights now, and maybe people won't even get them with using any of these AI tools. I think, uh, there's always an interesting correlation with AI and business intelligence that it'll always be there. But if you just focus on business intelligence, you might touch upon AI, but you don't have to. Well, we just do it not, not because we just like, like, you know, like to, um, analyze stuff. I do like to analyze, but like we do it because imagine you rank number one, uh, for a super good keyword, you get in sustainable revenue all the time. And here's a new guy that did like this cool strategy, like, hmm. but if I would do it on my own. I probably would do it in one month, maybe never will do it, you know, like maybe we'll just talk and like trying to implement and then you still need time. What I have, uh, I have a, a team that responsible of this project. We just discuss and put this task in the spring. So I know in one week we'll change something. In two weeks we'll change even more. In three weeks we probably will get back to number one position and we'll use this strategy. That That's where I see like, you know, um, I can, I can identify, but to implement, it's more important than to identify it. Yeah. And I, and I think the key takeaway here is, uh, it takes time to become a good analyst and you pretty much need data to, um, get good at that. And you also need to have a really good understanding of what you're looking at in the first place. I mean, just looking at tables of data, I mean, yeah, you can put it that through now chat GPT or code interpreter and say, uh, give me some insights. But sometimes it helps to have, like, you can't replace, you know, your 10 years of uh, background in affiliate marketing and SEO with just uh, AI. It's just not really going to happen. I, I think it, wor it works mostly um, where, for example, team lead has equity or percentage in a project. And when they make some money, right, and they drop, they look for everything possible just to go back there. And I'm also, uh, like... I want them to fix it, right? Like, so this is like, <laughs> and then you're just trying to correlate, correlate everything possible. Like, you know, like you, we are, uh, they have more content. Let's write more content. They're more optimized. Uh, let's optimize them more. They did this. Let's do this too. You know, like, <laughs> but, uh, but the uh, end result is still like, you know, like why we do this or what just to keep ranking there and wait, I don't know. Yeah. Accountability is, uh, it will solve a lot of things and AI is not going to solve accountability. Yeah. Uh, last question I like to ask everyone is what do you see of the future of affiliate marketing as it intersects with business intelligence? Oh, yeah. it's like a really interesting question. I think uh, the more uh, people will grow as a like teams, companies, the more they will start to analyze, the more they will start to see like where they are spending money, uh, where they're losing, should they not at all do this stuff? 
and with the, this analytic tools, basically that's the answer. Just, just track things, uh, they, they, they will, uh, start track, uh, everything possible, like from the business, uh, like for example, we have dashboard in agency for every department with the PNL for every team lead. So they know, like, for example, project. A head of project says, I want to do this team building, you know, like I need 5k. And now they go and see, can we afford 5k to do this team building, or we should like postpone it later and figure out this in a different way, you know, like, cause they see the numbers. As long as you like tracking the numbers, you can do some changes. If you don't track, come on, like. Data, data is everything. I, you're you're right, and it sounds like uh, you guys uh, track more than the average company. And I I think what might happen in the next few years is as more people start seeing not just case studies, but when they see other companies grow and they realize what's behind it, and it's not necessarily AI tools, it's a lot of business intelligence tools. Um, you know, I think what you're saying is very true. It's the people that take the time to look at data and say, how can I use this data to make a smart, better decisions. You can't make better decisions if you're not having, if you're not using any data or not measuring anything at all. Right. Right. Awesome. Uh, Victor, how can people get a hold of you if uh, you want them to get a hold of you? Uh, just go to datadrivenseo.com, uh, subscribe. And uh, I'm not promising regular newsletters, but uh, I will definitely uh, will continue sometime soon. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll also include uh, some links in the show notes for maybe LinkedIn. Uh, as well as uh, SEO Profi and uh, LinkChecker.pro. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Let me. Thank you for tuning in to the Affiliate BI podcast. I'd like to take this time to ask for a small favor to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. That helps us expand our reach to rank higher in podcast directories and reach more listeners. 